1: Wednesday of Magic Mac. Well, so we're coming to you live on ACB Radio Community. Thank you all for joining. Uh, I'm glad you could make it. Um, it is a it is going to be an interesting show tonight because we're full of technical difficulties from the get-go, <laughs> which relate to some of the things we'll talk about. Um, with me tonight is my faithful co-host, Jason Castingway.
2: Hey, everybody.
1: Thank you, my friend. And you are also pulling double duty by streaming. <laughs> And uh, we very much appreciate that. And sitting at the keys, tickling the hands, is Miss Debbie Hazelton. Thank you for hosting Hello, for us everyone. tonight. And, and she'll be slapping your hands down when they need it.
3: <laughs> I'll be serving drinks shortly.
1: <laughs> the hostess, the hostess with the mostest. So that's right. So we are going to tackle a topic tonight that has been ever since it kind of got brought up about a month ago, several people did the ooh, and I was like, okay, so this has got to be done. So we got to do this, and we're going to tackle it, and that's going to be Braille displays. We're going to talk about Mac and how they work with Braille displays and and how to get that set up, and and we were going to work something a little bit cool tonight by doing a live demo, but my Mac didn't quite... uh, cooperate with me so Aww. but Jason we have listener email tonight Ooh. so Teresa wrote in Teresa joined uh, Teresa joined I know she didn't know somebody else just joined in but Teresa <laughs> wrote into the show and asked she is having an issue and the issue is she has accidentally muted her voiceover and does not know how to get it back Oh. so she's asking us how to fix that problem I know one solution but I'm not sure Do you, if you know any others because you might know the same one I do
2: gosh, you know, I'm racking my brain because that hasn't happened to me in a long, long time and uh, I haven't had to work my way out of it um, I know uh, Janine at one point uh, went through this and uh, she found a solution as well and um, I see we have a hand raised already from someone who may also have an answer. Right. But uh,
1: I was I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and see what you knew before I, I dropped my, oh, my sure. knowledge bomb out there. Um, so the way that I know is you take your trackpad and you turn on your trackpad commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that, you need to do V O, and then on your trackpad, you make a clockwise rotor rotor motion two finger clockwise rotor motion yes. and that'll turn on your key, your uh, your trackpad commander and then that then turns your trackpad into just like the gestures on your phone and the apple mute speech off is a th- is a three finger double tap or sorry yeah three finger double tap
2: yes um actually i i can't remember i think it's a two finger uh, I sorry three oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting numbers all confused. Yes, three finger <laughs> double and twos tap Oh and my goodness. Okay. Yeah,
1: three-finger three-finger triple tap and this works on a Mac too is your screen curtain.
2: Yes. And I gave that uh, command to a developer at one point and uh he got very scared for a minute because he's sighted and I said, "Hey, you want to <laughs> know what it's like for a screen reader user? Do this." Here, here you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> and he just yeah, and, and they uh, they just freeze up on that. So, yeah, so it's a two-finger, uh, I'm sorry, a three-finger double tap, and that should turn your speech on and off. Yes. So, Teresa, if you're listening tonight, uh, that would be, you can try that and give a shot. and if you can make it in tonight, come in and let us know if it worked or not, because I don't see you in the meeting right now. Um, but um, we hope that works out for you. If you need to um, To get a hold of us here, to, to write in a question. Um, currently, I the the email that I use for these things is not functioning because I I switched um, uh, systems and I forgot the password for, for it. So. So uh, if you want to write to community at acb.org, put in the subject line uh, question for magic Mac and Cindy will forward that to me. And then uh, we'll get that answered at the next, um, at the next show. So um, we'd love to hear from that. And I'm, I'm glad that we're reaching out to you guys right. and that we're making a difference. I can
3: always Leave you mine. If you need to. What's, what's that? My email to forward to you. That's always fine too.
1: Oh, okay. Well, if you want to, yeah, we can give that out towards the end as yeah, well.
3: D Hazelton, D H A Z E L T O N at a-c-b-dot-o-r-g. And I can just say for Tyson, Let's pass it on.
1: Yep, exactly. And it'll be gift wrap and a nice little bow and put That's into right. my inbox along with some, along with some whoopie pies, maybe.
3: Whoopie pies and all the checks mix I made today. And
1: the, and oh, those chocolates right. that Jason had from the, from the oh, auction. My oh, my gosh. Yeah. I need to get with you. I need to get with you because I'm going to order, I need to order some of those for somebody. Oh, so. cool. All right, so let's get on with the actual reason we're here tonight, which is Mac, Um, the Mac computer in all its glory and Braille. So... um, Let's go ahead. um, I'm going to go ahead and and let you take off with this because I am not, uh, I I have not really used a Braille display with a Mac before. I understand the concepts on a technical issue and I can probably answer technical questions, but as far as the actual practical um, of it and what you use, I am far less versed, which is why I was hoping Katie would be in here as well because, you know, then it would just, you know, Yeah, help help alleviate my stress of having to answer questions.
4: (laughs) John, John, here. Can I make a quick comment?
1: Um, Hold off on the comment for a moment, please. All right.
4: I was Um, just going to explain how to unmute. I think you wanted to wait. I was just going to explain how to unmute, but the voiceover.
1: uh, If if you go ahead and just wait until we get to the to the to the uh, questions and answer portion, then um, please, I I encourage you to to let it uh, to to go ahead and um, talk about that then. All right, but we'll keep an eye off your hand at that point. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I saw your hand. I'll call on you when it's time.
1: All right, and we'll give the commands on how to do it which everyone pretty much know everyone pretty much knows at this point. We're we're all savvy on how to on how to work Zoom at this point. All right. So so Jason, let's talk about what first of all, what braille displays do you use?
2: Well, the first braille display that I used with a Mac was actually a um oh my goodness i'm totally blanking it it's the one from uh freedom scientific the focus, the, the, fo- the focus 14 uh, oh, the focus 14 uh, the because i had that uh a while back and i didn't keep it though um and it wasn't that it didn't work it was just that uh i i found that 14 cells was just a little too small and it was bluetooth and i think it had a usb connection um and initially I hooked it up via USB, and it hooked up I mean it just was immediately recognized, and I could go off and immediately follow the Braille display as I moved through different apps and and that kind of thing. Uh, but when I went to eventually connect with Bluetooth because I did want to see how that worked, I used my on hand, which I got a little bit later, uh, the braille sense on hand and once I turned on Bluetooth on the on hand and put it in its uh, Braille display terminal mode, I was able to well pretty darn easily get it paired. I'm just trying to remember the exact process. I went to Voiceover utility and under Braille displays, you can um, there's an option under the displays tab which says attach a USB display, or click Add to add a Bluetooth display. And that's all I did. So I clicked Add. I saw a list uh, with the Braille display being shown there. And when I confirmed the Braille display that I wanted to use, uh, it began working. I don't believe there was any kind of pairing process Um, If there was, it was very straightforward, like, you know, enter this code on your display, and then it worked. And it worked very reliably, but um, kind of like with iPhone, if you turn off the display first... Well, actually, I think the computer follows it a little bit better. If you turn off the display and you're on the Bluetooth connection, it will, you know, within a few seconds, realize that the Braille display has been disconnected. And then when you turn it back on, it will reconnect. But you know how with iPhone, um, sometimes it's a little opposite, where if you stop the Braille display before you put the phone to sleep, uh, it it can have a little trouble sometimes reconnecting. I think a lot of that may have been resolved, but I, I don't want to stray too far from the Mac, but I, I just I thought there was hmm. a comparison worth mentioning, and maybe now there isn't. That's relevant. <laughs> but, um, but now I have an Orbit reader, and I've also tested the USB and Bluetooth connection, and it worked very um, reliably and in a straightforward manner. Uh, once you have your Braille display connected... You can go to the, uh, you know, that voiceover utility under the Braille tab, and you can actually customize um, aspects of the Braille display s- to fit your needs. Um, trying to think of some examples, but um, the Braille table being displayed, uh, let's see, I'm just looking, uh, you can tell it whether you want to use dots 7 and 8 to indicate the voiceover cursor. Um, you can tell it whether you want to show status cells, um, and there's even text style cells. I think I may have turned those off because they were... Mm, I didn't really end up using them. I They just weren't anything that I thought was relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can customize how long Um, Status messages are displayed when they occur, like an alert kind of thing. Um, And um, let's see, I'm just looking through some of the options real quick. Yeah, that's about it. I know that if I had, if I actually had a Braille display connected, now there's another tab that shows up, which allows you to customize what the keys do on your Braille display. So you can, if if there are unused combinations of keys, you can um, use the, um, the configuration um, items there to tell the Mac that when I push these certain keys, do this. Um, so that can be really helpful for people who want to take more advantage of unused functions or reassign functions.
1: Yeah, because we know that, that whenever these, these engineers get in there, they love to change certain key commands to new ones, mm-hmm. and you're used to something and all of a sudden it doesn't work. So you want to go in there and reassign it back to what it used to be. And hopefully it doesn't conflict with something.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and the good thing is, is that um, I think there is a like reset to default. So if you really um, run into problems, you can save yourself. (laughs) Right. Start over. Yep.
1: That's your, that's your, what is that? The the one extra life. (laughs) Yes. Like just, let's go back to the beginning. Just start over again. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it doesn't happen like, you know, after you've done a whole lot of work or had l- work going for a long time and then you lose it. Yes. As in like, I call work like assigning keys, you know, it's the worst thing. The worst thing is to have your dictionary manager reset after like hmm. two years worth of, of history classes. Yes. When you're, I, I took a Middle East course in college and, and my dictionary manager, I had to program on all those names and how they were pronounced. And Luckily, it was right after my last final, about a, about a week or two after that, that it crashed, and I lost all those pronunciations, like two years worth of them. And I was like, first of all, I was upset, but then I'm like, at least it happened at a good time. Mm-hmm. So the same thing, yeah. If you if you have your your custom commands and and they don't crash, but yeah, you you may have to to reset if if something goes wrong or you get too too many conflicts on them all right so the focus the focus 14 and then you said which one again i had
2: i had the on hand and then the orbit reader
1: and the orbit reader and is that currently what you're using right now
2: i you know what's funny i have um because i have a macbook and i tend to move around a little bit uh well, and part of it is my desk i just don't have the kind of room that I, maybe i would like if i did use a braille display but I, i'm not using a braille display with the mac often um i Mm -hmm. use it when i need it and then most of the time i'm kind of scooched up to the desk typing and and i don't have the laptop pushed back so that i can have the braille display and I, i prefer to qwerty type as well so um i i just don't do it too much but if i had um if i had more room and had a forty cell display. Oh, that would be nice for some of the computer work that we do where we want we need to read and, and not you know, to see more on one line than a twenty or even a thirty two braille display might offer. That would be pretty mm-hmm. cool.
1: Yeah, to be able to yeah, to be able to grab and like to, to pair a focus forty with it or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's something. what you know, muting speech when you have braille is a pretty nice thing because you can You can be on the phone reading a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, still pay attention to your phone call without hearing a computer voice jabbering at you at the same time. Or if you're needing to write things down and then reread to someone on the phone, it it just makes it very smooth with Braille and and the speech can be muted if you like and it's all uh, very quiet.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so that brings you brought up a very interesting thing. So, and I'll I'll we'll bring this up secondarily. But uh, so the one that I use the Braille display that I use, uh, that I was going to attempt to connect up was uh, is a um, a Braille Sense thirty two, mm-hmm. and it has the Cordy keyboard, and it's very nice. It works really really well for me as a note taker and and several other other uh, things with it. Um, I like using it a lot um, during that. So I was hoping to pair that up. And do you find it easier to pair using Bluetooth or to do it via a USB cable?
2: I think by far simply connecting a USB cable is much easier because it automatically identifies and connects to it. There's no, you know, having to hit add and then look for the Braille display and then click confirm or continue there's none of that pairing process it just works um and, but and that second, having been said you're stuck with a cable connection <laughs>
1: you exactly that's number one but uh depending on how you use your macbook if you're using it mobile and you're taking a your braille display i can't speak today braille display mobile with you to do some work somewhere uh and you're using a bluetooth then it's the potential to you know bluetooth is always a little bit of a of a battery drainer thank goodness not in they've they've worked hard to to eliminate a lot of that but it still does it still drains your battery a little bit faster Mm -hmm. now with these new batteries we don't have to worry about that
2: right (laughs) especially on those m1 machines
1: right (laughs) um so so yeah, and that's, and, and especially if you have more than one blue if you have Bluetooth headphones and you have uh, several other devices that are vying for that Bluetooth signal, um, trying to switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was one of my questions. But so for those of you who are thinking, why, you know, why should I use a Braille display? And I know there's a lot of people out there who still have that question. Um, so if you're a voiceover user and you do not use a braille display, anytime you're in meetings and you're taking notes and you're trying to listen to the other person speak while you're doing that, your attention is going to be fighting for who, what you're listening to. Are you listening to voiceover or are you listening to the person who you're supposed to be listening to on the zoom call or a lecture or whatever it is you're taking notes from? The same the same thing is when you're reviewing those, uh, it is much harder to try to listen over. Um, uh, I don't know how many of you ever had the 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 pleasure of trying to listen to who's in in Zoom, who's on your attendee list or who's on your um, on the participants list when there's like four people talking, <laughs> trying to find that one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a braille display, you've you've got a very very easy way of doing that and you don't have to fight for trying to hear something subtle over the cacophony or missing something that your speaker, demonstrator, presenter is giving to you uh because you're having to to you know re ask voiceover to, to what was that it heard? What was that it said? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. Right. You know, uh, you know, what is it? Command A constantly just be like, what did it say? <laughs> Yes. Uh,
2: Now, I will mention, though, with Bluetooth, and especially with the modern, you know, the current displays, I should say, and the way that Bluetooth works these days, you can have more than one device paired with that Braille display. And interesting things can happen. Um, Sometimes I was on my Mac, and my Bluetooth connection was also paired with my phone. Well, guess what? I'm working on my Mac and my phone springs to life with a notification. <laughs> and my braille display says, well, gee, I should probably connect to that now and show Jason that. And I found that extremely annoying. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does it does have its good and its bad. Um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna bring that up on a on a future episode where we talk about the Connectivity between devices, between Mac and iPad and and iPhone, and now watches and everything else that's out there, and and especially with now that Big Sur is um, is using the same has the same architecture as um, apps on your phone, so there there's a more seamless 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 integration. (laughs) Yeah, seamless, right? simultaneously Mm -hmm. because I can speak, I can speak English. Um, But uh, that's what kind of a day it is today. So, so, um, but yeah, the the way that the way that it wants to switch and the way that it wants to prioritize who gets what Mm -hmm. and when it, and when it does move over like that, that's, I think that's been a problem. That's been a problem when they, when they made the ability for Bluetooth to handle multiple devices.
2: Mm. And
1: especially when you have more than one, because I have, I have not only my phone and 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 that Braille display and my Mac, and but I've also got you know I've also got hearing aids that also connect, All and right. I have that usually paired to my phone, um, but yeah and that's and then all of a sudden I've got it it's really fun when I have both my iPad and my on my phone on the desk next to me and someone calls because I've got the iPads going off the phone is going off the Macs going off and my ear my hearing aid is going off
2: Oh wow
1: all telling me that they need me to answer that call
2: mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, that can be a lot. And I, I've noticed that with the AirPods Pro. Uh, they will connect to your nearby Apple devices uh, automatically now um, through the cloud, through iCloud, I guess. And uh, I was doing something on my phone. My computer started talking, and um, I can't remember exactly how I dealt with it, but it seemed like at least there was a prompt on my phone maybe to switch to the... Computer, it wasn't just instantaneously, you know, throw me over to the Mm. computer. So I was happy about that.
1: Okay, so um, what other kind of what other things should should uh, the audience (laughs) know? Should the listeners know regarding braille displays before we move on to the last topic that was brought up before we before we got live?
2: Well, the one thing that is always interesting to me when you connect a braille display is how many definitions of key combinations have been defined and what are they all and what can I do? So I I go pretty quickly over to that table that shows me the commands that are already there and, of course, I can change them. But it's amazing how much is defined. You can scroll um, very much like you do on iOS where it's either up a page, down a page, left, right... Um, you can immediately get some status information like, uh, center of screen, you know, three items, kind of like you do on iOS with a three finger single tap. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, you can switch between apps. Um, and of course, if your Braille display has the Perkins style keyboard, you can type, um, it's It's really quite something uh what they've defined, even to get to the dock, the desktop uh it's It allows you to keep your hands on the braille display rather than going back and forth between your braille display and your computer so mm-hmm. i just if you have if any of you use braille displays and you haven't checked that out, I urge you to do it because you may find some lovely little gems in there that just make your life a little easier
1: mm-hmm. Exactly so that brings up an interesting thing um, that was asked before that we talked about Braille translation tables and what that means because we hear it every now and again. If you're checking forms you're going to hear that term thrown out there and for people who don't know what it is, it sounds a little bit iffy and so really what a Braille t- translation table is is it's the um, the way that the, the way that the Braille display talks to the OS and vice versa it tells exactly what so the signals converted from you know a a binary bits and, and bytes and things and then that's translated into the signal that that can be interpreted by by the braille display and so you may use um probably the most common one that gets switched between is between um uh ueb and the older version of braille i call it that now because i don't know it's they're starting to call UEB standard now. So standard, standard, unified, standard or between unified and standard
2: Braille. Yeah, there's a technical, there's a correct term. Like, I want to say like ABAE or it has like A and E in it. I, I'm not yeah, remember exactly. Far too, many,
1: far too many alphabet soups in there. But yeah, but between the old Braille and, and UEB. Uh, and
2: even between uh, grade one and grade two of those.
1: Uh-huh. You can also and between... um nimeth and computer braille eight dot, Mm -hmm. so there's there's a lot of different ways that can do that. But secondarily, what it does is, especially with your with your braille display, because remember we talked about different sizes. You know, we have the Jason was talking earlier about the 14. uh, I've talked about 30. We talked about 40s, and there's different cell cells. But what the translation table does as well. Is it talks? It tells the the Braille display how to resize the lines um, so that you don't end up with half a word at the end. Mm -hmm. So it knows when to cut it off and move it down to the next line, um, or you know how to complete it off. So those are some very that's why you need to do that. And probably let's let's go from that discussion then to what are good programs out there. I know you guys. Um, and I say you guys as if Katie's in here. Uh, so you know if you're hearing us in your ear, Katie, we miss you. Um, but you're doing good things. Uh, but I know you and her are big advocates of Braille blaster.
2: Yes. Uh... So
1: what exactly does that app do? And how does it how does it work? Um, and obviously the, the big question for everybody is if it works really good, what is it going what is it gonna put me back?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Braille Blaster will work regardless of whether or not you have a display and it is used to produce uh, Braille ready formatted files or output to an embosser. So if you have material, uh Word doc, a text file, even HTML, um, you can throw it into this Braille Blaster and it will um if, it's, if it already has some formatting, like if it's a Word doc, it will pretty much make it ready to emboss. Uh, you certainly want to configure it if you have um, ideas of what your margins want to be. Uh, but it will format and have it ready to go, either for a file or to your embosser. Um, if you... Gosh, I'm trying to remember what the other part of your question was.
1: <laughs> well, if so so not only what it does, but um I think probably the other one is is because uh, you pretty much outlined what it does and its uses. And uh let's let's kind of take it apart then. So how easy is it for this for like the, the novice user to pick this up and go? Like how easy is the interface? How user friendly?
2: There is a little bit of a learning curve, but it's nothing I don't think it's um we're getting some background noise here. Um, I don't think it's anything terribly difficult. It's kind of like uh, taking a uh, word processor and saying, "Gee, uh, okay, here's the here are the menu items, and here's the menu, and okay, I can kind of intuit what these do." And it's um, quite straightforward, in my opinion. And there is very good documentation for it. Uh, there have been a lot of updates lately. Uh, they're really trying to make it. Better all the time, and there was a stable release, a beta release, and now there's a beta two because I think they're rewriting a whole lot of it and uh, it's kind of going crazy. Oh, and now I remember what the other part of your question was how much will it set one back? And it is a free application, it does not cost, they certainly um, uh, would uh, take donations, and uh, I think. It is very worthwhile because I went, I went through a period of time where it's like, darn it, um, my sighted peers simply print something when they want hard copy, and it's easy. They think nothing of it, and I want that same ability. So at some point, oh, this is maybe like three years ago, I managed to land a, an awesome deal on an index embosser, and nice. uh, now I have it. I've well, I've had it for about three years, and it's connected to my home network so I can emboss from any computer. And that is very cool because I'm maybe wanting to do things a little differently sometimes or I'm at a different computer and I and they all know about the embosser and I can uh, tell braille Blaster to, hey, um, from any computer, braille to this embosser. And uh, even this morning there was a document I wanted to be able to read in hard copy. And so it was already in Word. I put it in Braille Blaster and boom I I had it in hard copy and was able to refer to it in the meeting it was pretty cool sweet and uh, the formatting um, yes it can format Word documents you know if the formatting is already there but if you have specific needs or if you're starting out from scratch and you just want to type directly uh, you can certainly do all your formatting as you type Um, it will handle any number of things from lists to footnotes to oh stanzas in a poem, all the kinds of uh, professional Braille formatting one would expect.
1: Wow. Um, And that would include Braille music, I I imagine.
2: Now that is interesting. I do not know about its support of Braille music. And I wonder what I would find if I went to search for that, because I know there's a music uh, markup type of language. Like, I want to say it's like, mm, gosh... Uh, it was some like uh, yum no I'm thinking of something else but it was something with an ML at the end and it was a music markup type thing and I know there is a braille music translator uh, program I think made by Dancing Dots but I think it's a, a Windows only program and it will take these it will take a number of different music formats and emboss them but uh, that would be really cool if Braille Blaster could do that
1: Right. Okay, so uh, the last thing I'm going to ask you about, um, because again, that that uh, uh, I, I look to you more as the expert than than I ever will be, probably. Oh, <laughs> so what? So far, so far, are people out there who do not have one or who have one and are looking to replace it? What would be your your um, recommendation on on a braille display
2: for a replacement for a like a brand new shiny braille display?
1: Yeah, brand, yeah, exactly. Shiny, or if they come across one, you know, on like Blind Bargains or something like that.
2: Oh, okay. Well, um, goodness. Uh, I really like my Orbit Reader. I know it makes noise. And I've gotten over it because I think I hear it more than everybody else. Um, most of my sighted friends and People around me, when I ask, they're like, "Oh, if you hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have noticed it." So I think I'm much more conscientious or, or conscious of it, and feeling nervous about other people being the same, and it it just doesn't matter. Um, and it's it's small, it's portable. It 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 uh, it has gotten more functionality because I upgraded to the uh, the Braille Note Twenty Plus. I think it is. It just required that I send the unit in, and they did a little modification to the internals and uh, sent it back, and it's got some extra stuff in it now, like a clock and a calendar and a calculator and some extra little bells and whistles. Um, but there's nothing like having uh, Braille, and I I know that a lot of these Braille displays, like the Orbit Reader, um, the the Braille Sense, the, there's a the 2 Mini, there's the... Um, well, the U2, and of course now they have the Polaris, which has a mini and a full version as well. I think the mini's 18, and the full is 32 cells, running Android, and so is the Braille Note Touch and the Braille Note Touch Plus. So, I I I love it when it's simple and it maybe just does a few functions, but then. Oh, you know, I, it, with those few functions, <laughs> darn it! I want a little bit more. I maybe want to connect to the internet and and look something up on the web. And you can with with the Polaris and with the Brown Note Touch Plus, uh, but they are they're all expensive. There's no other way about it, really. And the the Orbit Reader is certainly one of the most affordable and um, yeah. does a pretty good number of things for for what it is.
1: Right, I and and I agree with you that those you know that there's just so much out there that, that it just depends on what you want and what you need and mm-hmm. and to get the right one. Um, but regardless of that, I think the overall lesson for tonight is that they will pair up quite easily with your Mac if yes. that's what you want to do with it and use it to its fullest extent. Yeah. So that
2: and, said, go ahead. I'm oh, I was going to say, and you you mentioned uh, you said something that reminded me. Most of these devices are resellable, so sometimes you just have to try something before you know whether or not you like it but if you don't like it don't worry you can probably sell it so um, and,
1: and get pretty close to what you paid for it if it's not too far too long out of the box
2: yes exactly
1: so you know if you pay if you pay2,000 for one of these these braille displays and you've used it for like maybe three months and you're like this just isn't for me you can probably off it for like you know 16. Sixteen, seventeen hundred, fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, get most of your money back
2: if you take good care of your devices. Uh, you end up being well taken care of after. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly, keep up. So, all right. So we've got some hands up in the air. So, Debbie, if you would go ahead. What I'd like to do first is is. Um, I would very much enjoy it if we would kind of take the initial questions and stick to close to what we're talking about tonight, regarding braille displays and and uh, and those kind of things, um, and then we can venture off into the side topics. So, uh, Debbie, if you would do the honors and slap some hands down when, sure. when we're called on. Sure.
3: Fifteen oh one nine. I'll bet. You, I'll
5: bet
1: you that's you our biggest fan. Is that
5: Teresa? Good evening. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. is. <laughs> How are you doing? Good <laughs> evening. Okay, I'm doing good. And um, I wanted to first uh, thank you both, you and Jason, for um, what you're sharing. And uh, well, very quickly, I did what uh, he suggested, and it started talking. So now I'm gonna. Play with it some more and just you Yay. know navigate around. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving and I was home alone and I was like, no. you know, I won't say what I want, what I said, you know, couple on oh, yeah, the radio. There's probably not fit for
1: radio. So I will. T- I'll give you a big hint radio. though. I'll give you a big hint. Turn off your Trackpad Commander so you don't do it again. Okay. So just Vo okay. and then a, a counterclockwise yeah.
5: spin. Counterclockwise. Okay. Now um, the Orbit. Um, it's probably one of the cheapest. Um, I know there's an Orbit 40, isn't there? Not.
2: There is now. Yes.
5: Yes. Now, um, can these uh, the Orbit devices? Can they be paired with the um, with a um, Mac, or do you need a uh, serial cable? Because I know they don't have internet capabilities.
2: They don't on their own. They don't. But yes, they will both pair with
5: your Mac. Okay. Cause that Braille Note Touch Plus, let's just say you can get a used car cheaper than you can afford a Braille Note Touch Plus.
2: You never know, though. I managed to get a hold of one. There was an ad that I didn't even see that a friend told me about, and I snagged it. But it, you gotta, I don't know. It, it that one caught me by surprise. Uh, for twenty five hundred, I was amazed.
5: Wow, that is amazing.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: it's a good price.
5: Mm-hmm. I just have to wait for some estate sale of an um, individual who was uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> and I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't want that to happen. Well, you
1: never know, right? It's, exactly. They come up on, on
3: blind, uh, blind ads. People sell devices okay. all the time.
5: Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Thank you, Patrice. Thank Thank you for being thank here. Thank And, and uh, oh, certainly. And uh, best best of luck with with keeping that voice on.
5: Okay, thank you, and I'll All mute and welcome. listen for everybody else. Thank you.
3: 1617 okay. 495, 17. A-
1: area code 617.
3: 495 on the end. Probably having trouble getting well, muted. unmuted. You're I the phone so a couple of times.
1: Yep, star six. 16, All right. We'll work on uh, unmuting and let's go to the next one.
3: John, I know you tried earlier. to.
1: John! About. Yeah, I was going to say,
4: um, you guys are doing a nice job with the show, but I was going to say for that Voice over mute, Uh, depending on what kind of keyboard you have. If you've got one with a numeric keypad and you turn off your hardware accelerator key, I don't don't remember the exact thing as in the system preferences. But if you just turn your volume up, that will unmute it as well. That's uh, right. That'll unmute. And Jason, this is a really quick one for you. Hmm. I heard your heartfelt show a few weeks ago. I'll make this quick. Nice jazz stuff. But sometime, do yourself a favor and look up David Snow, take five. He does it on a stringed harp.
2: Oh, cool. I will. Mm. Thank you.
1: Mm, interesting. That's a great That's a cool. great jazz tune, take five. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but, a, a like a harp, yes. yeah, but on a stringed harp.
2: Yeah, that's going to be really cool harp, to hear. I mean,
4: Oh, it's phenomenal. It really is. Nice. Okay, I'm out. Thank you. Thank you.
3: 16, 17, 16, uh, 617. You still, still your got your hand up star 6 to unmute.
1: Okay. All right. Mm. Let's let's go ahead and go on to the next one.
3: Nolan. Hey, Nolan.
4: Nolan. Oh.
1: Audio now hey unmuted. Hey there. Speech hey,
5: off. Hey,
4: um I have a question regarding getting a braille display also in terms of using it with a Mac. What braille display would you recommend jason and what mac would i be uh, getting as well
2: well uh that's a pretty big question
1: that's a a very very broad (laughs) question um I'll, I'm going to go ahead and just steal steal this one away for sure. just a second, and then I'll and then I'll toss it back to you. Um, really, Nolan, that's going to depend upon your budget, okay? Because Macs are pretty expensive, and Braille displays are even more so. Um, mm-hmm. So, like a baseline Mac right now with with the new ones, um, you're talking uh, the new uh, MacBook Airs, which start out baseline at seven hundred. And that's with minimal hard drive and minimal memory, mm-hmm. um, and those are with the new M1 chip. So really, that's your kind of your starting. Ones out
3: there, and there are used.
1: Yeah, there are of course there. Yeah, there are definitely yes. used ones out there that you can keep your eye out for. Um, mm-hmm. So you just want to be wary of what you're of making sure you you're you're solidly aware of what you're getting, um, and then I'll go ahead and and Jason, you can take it from. Well,
2: sure, I was just going to say, uh, you know what size of braille display you know is one thing you want to think about too if you you know don't mind small you can maybe do the focus 14 which which has a lot of neat features um for its price but again i think it's still a little more expensive than the orbit reader 20 um and you know the the orbit reader 20 even the orbit reader 40 um is still quite affordable for its size um so it, I think most of all, it would require you to figure out exactly what you're wanting from a Braille display and then um, what you can afford. And, uh, you know, like Debbie said, you can find used items that are in very good condition and are perfectly suited. So don't um, don't uh, leave that out either as an option.
0: All right,
3: Chris,
6: Chris Coulter. Hi, Hi. Okay, I'm I'm a newbie when it comes to braille displays. So, uh, but I, I I'm uh, um, so my I have a question, but I, I need you to know I'm really ignorant about this. Okay, no, um, I ha- have a um, an older Mac Mini, and I assume I would be able to connect a to connect a braille display with that. And if I did that, would I be able to type on the Mac's QWERTY keyboard and have it hand off to the Braille display and become Braille?
2: Yes, absolutely. Now, you talked about having an older Mac Mini... And the late only- twenty twelve.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: do you do you know if it is kept up to date with Mac OS uh, you know as Oh as- yes. Oh, I'm great. on
6: Catalina at this time. I'm not gonna upgrade to Big Sur quite yet, but mm-hmm. I am on Catalina. So
2: great. Well the only reason why I mentioned it is because you know, with the latest version of Mac OS comes support for the latest Braille displays, just in case. And yeah. But yes, uh, your question, if you type on your QWERTY, you'll see it in your on your Braille display. And if you happen to type on your Braille display, if it has that feature, it will type on your Mac if you're in a document or email or, or wherever.
6: Okay. I'm, I'm going to be in the, I'm, I think I'm going to be in the library uh, pilot. And so that, you know, the Braille display will be in my future.
2: Oh,
1: wonderful. So, yeah. Nice. All
6: right. Thank you very much.
0: You're
1: welcome. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Abraham? Abraham? Yeah.
0: Can, can you hear me? We can, Abraham. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? Well,
2: thank, thank you. you.
0: So I did hear a lot about the M1 Mac coming out lately. And I have an old Mac that's pretty much on um, its deathbed. And I know the couple of good deals right now on the Intel Mac. So I'm just wondering what you guys suggest. Should I go for one of the new uh, Macs with the new chip, or should I get one of the, like, the Intels with a good deal right now that I'm seeing?
2: Hmm. Well, of course, uh, I, I mentioned it on the show before, but my, my MacBook is having some issues, and so I sprung for an M1 Mac. Okay. <laughs> and it is nice it boots in 15 seconds and everything opens very quickly uh it barely gets warm to the touch it actually still feels pretty cold even when it's running uh it's really interesting and i love it but i would not uh turn away a good deal on intel mac uh, because
0: okay just because i saw a really good deal on um I think it was one of the Mac Pros that had the Dolby Atmos uh, speaker system, and I'm not sure if the new M1 Mac have that yet or not.
2: Mm-hmm. I can well, tell that's... you it sounds great, but you know I don't know if it has <laughs> Dolby Atmos.
1: <laughs> now, is, is yeah, is that built in or the? I thought the Dolby Atmos was um, was a.
2: Separate.
1: It's on the. That's on the 16-inch Mac
0: that I saw with a good deal mm. that came out last year, I think, the 2020 version.
1: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I was to say that's, that's why my mid 2015 doesn't have it. I was like, "Oh my god!" All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. If you got a good bargain on that, I would definitely, definitely go with that. Um, now, is that through Apple itself?
0: Uh, I think it was uh, on VXL deals and also Nine to Five Mac. I think I saw on there. Okay. The fun. reason being,
1: because you could, because depending on how, how you know, you could definitely take and find out what you could get for trade in.
0: I don't think so because my Mac is. Basically dead. It needs a new battery, and uh, I I don't think it's gonna last unless I put a new battery and new like SSD. fix it up for like hundred bucks, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, But um, like, do you think it's worth? Is Intel gonna be supported for another two years? You think? Oh, easily. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah.
1: Because people are telling me like. Yeah, Intel support won't go away for probably a good between three to five years.
0: Okay, so I won't be like uh, suiting myself the foot or something like that.
2: I
1: don't think uh, so. I'm, I'm never gonna say no, but yeah. I, I think that it's highly unlikely.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, just, I'm just wondering, like, do you guys know a good place for deals? Like that you recommend? A good website or something?
2: CNET Cheapskate. That's the one, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the one What's I've been called? using. <laughs> yeah, if you go to cnet.com/cheapskate, you can subscribe to their deals, and uh, you can either do it by text or by email. And uh, they keep you apprised of any interesting deals uh, that come lot, come about. It's pretty cool. Uh,
0: just one other question: Like, is there a good place, you know, for Mac batteries? If I just want to fix the old one up at all?
2: Mm, that I don't know so much because a lot of the Macs are uh, have batteries that are built in these days, so they want you to take it to an authorized, you know, repair center. I
0: did take it to a- Apple, and they told me unfortunately since it's a 2012. Mac, they don't have the battery for that anymore. Wondering, oh. like maybe Best Buy might be a good. A, I know the with Apple now, I think.
1: For um, if you're if you're on par, any of the um, Facebook groups that are Mac users, like uh, you know, the Mac okay. Voiceover Network group on Facebook okay. or something like that. Yeah. Throw throw a throw a, a question there. Hey, does anyone okay. know on a good place to do that? Okay, I'll do that. Thanks, guys. Some All right, people, thanks, Ibrahim.
3: Some people yes? have had luck with. places like battery source or batteries plus sometimes they can build batteries. They're not, you know, they can't guarantee it. And you, you know, can't really get a guarantee from them that it, I mean, it may not work. So you may want to back everything up in case you, in case it doesn't come back to life or you you could use it plugged in maybe after that. I don't know, but.
0: Mm -hmm. Some
3: people with places like that.
0: Okay. Battery source. I'll look at that. Thank you.
3: Battery source, batteries plus. I I mean I've known people to do that with things like Braille notes and
1: oh yeah know, I I've, I've got a, I've got an old uh, 2006 Braille note QT mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah that thing is um, or no it's a BT but I, and it's just yeah it's the battery died two years after it was there and I'd still run it off of off of a uh, off the power cord
0: mm. yeah. Is Amazon uh, okay? Like because I found a good battery on Amazon. Would that be okay?
3: No, I wouldn't. Okay. I you, I I would think you'd want to have one built if they okay. could build it for you because you couldn't. Right. You couldn't open it up and put it in yourself. You no, know that's like the problem.
1: You you're talking about a battery that that you want to you want to be very very careful, very careful. with that. Okay. So.
3: They're not your okay. your drugstore batteries. They're, <laughs> they're check, check I get the, it.
1: Ch- I know. I know you live in the you live in the the Massachusetts area. So check with them. Check mm-hmm. with uh, some of the local computer shops.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Thanks, guys. huh. All
1: right. Thank you. All right, Debbie. Yeah. Anybody else?
3: Let's see. Uh, let's see. No, it doesn't look like
1: it. Oh, looks like we're getting out early tonight. Hmm. All right. So, uh, any parting thoughts from you?
2: Uh, I think uh, Braille displays and computers in general are quite personal and and you know you'll want to do your own research oh i see tom jones has got his hand tom raised
1: came on in here yeah, yeah. all right so finish back. up and then and then we'll 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 let tom tom you oh,
2: snuck in huh yeah uh hmm. like under uh, the wire hey, yeah. so uh yeah. so yeah all i was going to say is that you know it's worth doing okay. a little research Good. rather than just saying oh what what do i need to get and and taking the first recommendation so uh if you take the time to do that I think you'll be really happy with what what you get. It's the
1: hard part there's no showrooms for braille displays.
2: I know. I know. So that's why sometimes if if you're willing to try you can you can buy a used one, try it out and if you don't like it you can probably sell it again. That's I have done that with with many things with braille displays, with music keyboards, mm-hmm. with all sorts of gear.
1: <laughs> mm, okay. All right. so Tom. Tom. Hi, guys. Hey, Hey. Tom. (laughs) Happy Wednesday.
7: And um, listen, great show, guys, uh, as usual. Thanks. And I was just wondering if any people with Big Sur had a culture shock when they went to try and use the uh, right arrow to move into a folder as opposed to uh, either interacting with a reveal spacebar, which I (laughs) – it took me a while to learn how to figure out how to get around.
2: Oh, it's, see, I don't use the right arrow. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, but I why. I did have I, some. It won't work now. <laughs> oh, it won't work. Oh, dear. Because I used to, you
7: know, I used to, you know, wander around like, you know, as in the <clears> of <throat> with the tree view.
1: Uh, right. Thing where you mm-hmm. could write arrow into it. Well, here's arrow. an interesting question then. Have you checked to see if that's a keyboard command option that you could reactivate? I haven't redone
7: that, but I think now that I've figured out that they're trying to emulate the, and now that I've learned this from you guys actually. Uh, I, I'm glad to see that, uh, that they have allowed us to, uh, to work more with iOS type scenarios in a Mac now,
3: which mm-hmm.
7: also may make, uh, some sense out of the fact that you can do things with the, uh, keyboard that you, with uh, iPhones and things like that, that you never used to be able to do like using tab and shift tab to worm around. Um, anyway, um, if I can, um, uh, well, um, let me let's see if anybody else has any questions because I have a, a tag question if you guys have a chance to add it
1: uh, if you can if you can get it in real quick I'll get it in real quick I don't, you're trying to put it. a
7: ringtone on an iPhone uh, custom ringtone
2: oh yeah it can be interesting
7: yeah. they've they've made it so that voiceover users just can't do it now. <laughs>
2: Really?
1: Have they?
7: <laughs> Apparently. I've had, um, I, I worked with it a couple hours with an Apple guy last night. He's forwarded my case to engineering. And I was talking to another friend of mine today who had the same issue. He was talking to another Apple person, and they said that in order to, to actually, you can drag and drop the, 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 the file, but when you go to drop it, VoiceOver can't be on
1: interesting
2: that seems very strange well, let's
4: to me see. John but Gunn yes has i was, was gonna to say
2: <laughs>
1: yeah john yeah john john threw his <laughs> okay. hand up there so maybe he's got a solution all right
4: john yeah what i do um i use iamazing uh, man mm, you can manipulate stuff really I'm easy sorry? through that say again?
1: I- iamazing
4: i-m-a-z-i-n-g i've heard of it is this, that amazing or um, is that a it is amazing and it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's both uh, i've Best been prolific. using it. For, that's uh for me, that's my iTunes substitute for backing up my iPhone. I've been using that for quite a while, and it—I never heard know, of it before. Yeah, um, just Google iAmazing, and um, yeah, it's it really works. And you can you can save pictures off there. You can copy text to your local, you know, computer. I mean, it's 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 great.
7: So when well, you, how much is it, or is it? Is there a cost factor? Well,
4: uh, as of last Friday. Um, you could have got it for twenty four ninety five, yeah. and but now it's forty nine forty nine ninety five or something like that. But it's oh still gosh. worth it. it it's to yeah, me, does has a lot. Work it, it it really does wow. have you ever wow. used of jason okay
2: I've heard okay. of it en- enough to know that I missed an opportunity yeah, tonight, uh, like. so uh, I would love to get a hold of it again because I remember it just made it just cut iTunes and some of the craziness out of the equation and allowed people to move things back and forth very easily. well, that's
4: the whole thing is with with iTunes. if right now if you um if you have to restore from a backup through iTunes. You've got to um, get all your apps again, and and your data will be gone. But uh, Mm -hmm. with iAmazing, you can restore from a backup, and all your apps are there, all your data, and everything is.
1: Okay. That's great. Fabulous. Okay, we got one more hand up, and we're going to get to that. It's going to be the last hand we're taking for the night.
4: Chris.
1: Chris, your hand went up? You
6: know something I don't know what happened there. Uh my hand was lowered and um suddenly it wasn't. So I think Maybe that was you just amazing. wanted a good stretch. It it's was involuntary, <laughs>
1: involuntary yeah. virtual muscle spasm.
6: Well, all right. I think that
3: if you do something really incredible and you want to brag, you could say, "Ooh, I'm amazing."
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. So um so thank you guys for joining tonight. I'm going to plug one thing coming up here on Friday at eight Eastern on ACB community is going to be the uh, ACB radio Roundtable. We're going to talk about how, so you want to be a streamer and we're going to talk about from the Mac and the PC on what it takes, how to do it, um, Uh, because you you know we've got a lot of questions about that about so what does it take to really stream for um for these community calls for conventions and for um for uh acb radio and all of that good stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah the community calls Mm -hmm. so so if you're interested in it come in take a listen ask your questions um and, and we're going to be there to uh, – and I, I get to brag on because I'm going to host it for the night, and we're going to have a, a bunch of techie guys on there to, to get all your questions asked and, and answered, rather. Um, so there's <laughs> that one. Uh, I would also say that if you want to um, – for the last thing is uh, if you want to, tomorrow night, Thursday night, there is a basic, a basic uh, iPhone class. So if you have some iPhone questions there, go ask. I think that's Andrea De Klotz who does that, and she does a wonderful job with it. So um, with that, uh, for another two weeks, thank you, Jason, so much. You've been amazing mm-hmm. as usual, or, or I amazing. <laughs> it's I'm always think, fun. I think <laughs> Debbie is, I, is I, as equally as I amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all right, guys, thank you so much for making this week this, the, my Wednesday fun. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, And thank you to all of you listening in on, on community and to you in the audience. Thank you guys and have a great evening.